0: Welcome to the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast. Hey, thinkers, what is up? Kathy Gibbons here. Today, we will be wrapping up this little mini-series on how to argue and debate and do it well. Has this series been helpful to you? I hope so, I really do. And speaking of debate, I have... I have to share a funny story. So I direct my daughter's class of 10th graders. Our homeschool group meets once a week in class together. And one of the things they're working on is a type of debate called a Lincoln Douglas debate. Well, I had them practicing by doing short, impromptu, mini debates as a way of practicing some of the skills that they'll be using next week when they actually do their debates. And at the end, my students said that I should debate Miss Lori, one of the other parents who was there. (laughs) And we were like, all right, let's do This. So we had one minute to prepare opposite sides of a debate, and our resolution was whether it's right to kill a dragon for his treasure. Uh, You may recognize that this resolution is taken from The Hobbit. Um, And it was super fun. It was a challenge for sure. Debating, you guys, here's my point in telling you this little story. Debating is not an easy skill. I will tell you that it's not an easy skill. It's one thing, it sounds so easy for me to give these little seven tips on how to argue and debate well. But it's not necessarily that easy. And my students are getting lots of practice because they do several debates a year, right over the course of a year. But this was the first time I had ever done it. And as my daughter would say, it was pretty ratchet, but we had fun with it. So I just want to say, hopefully this little mini series has been helpful to you. Hopefully you've picked up um, some things that you can use, some things that might hopefully you'll remember next time you are are in a debate or are having a conversation with somebody. And um, yeah, I just hope that the series has been helpful. So before we dive into part seven and the wrap up this little mini series, let's do a quick review of a fallacy we covered earlier this season. The appeal to ridicule. As you know, there are a bunch of other appeal fallacies, several of which we've covered here on the podcast already. I'll probably do more episodes about some of them um, in the future. And you can go back and check all those out. But the appeal to ridicule happens when someone substitutes ridicule or mockery for evidence when they're trying to make an argument. Basically, they just mock a claim or a person or an idea or an argument rather than giving a real reason why the argument isn't valid and rather than actually explaining why the argument isn't valid. So if you think you are facing an appeal to ridicule, the question to ask yourself is this, does the fact that they're being ridiculed make them wrong All right, if you want to review or learn more about the appeal to ridicule, go back and check out episode 75. Okay, so before I give you part seven in the How to Argue and Debate Well series, let's do a quick review of the first six. As you see I like to review and there's a reason I do this on purpose because repetition helps us remember that is the seed of all learning is repetition so that's why I review fallacies and that's why I'm continuing to review the first um, six parts of this little mini series so number one you have to study both sides of the issue number two you should have evidence and your evidence should be credible Number three, it's okay to argue values, but it does not work to argue feelings. Number four, you can't argue well if you don't listen well. Number five, you have to actually be winsome and confident in your delivery. And then number six that we did in the last episode is this, resorting to straw man fallacies, ad hominem attacks, and mockery are sure signs that you no longer have any credible arguments left. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Number seven for how to argue and debate and do it well is this. Check your motives. Check your motives. Why are you choosing to enter the argument or the debate at all? And this may seem simple, but it really matters. There are a lot of different reasons people get into arguments and debates, right? Some of them may be good reasons and some of them not so much. Here's a few examples. Are you angry and you want to show someone how wrong they are about something? Or are you angry because you want to right an injustice? Can you see the difference between those two things, between those two motives? How about this? Do you just like being right? Do you like to argue just for the sake of arguing? Or maybe are you trying to prevent wrong or bad ideas from from being spread to other people? Are you arguing to manipulate someone into doing what you want them to do? Are you arguing because you just think it's fun and you don't really care, right? Can you see how all of those are very different motives for jumping into an argument, starting an argument, continuing, whatever it is? There are a lot of different reasons that people argue and debate, and the reason we need to be aware of our motivation for doing so is because our motives will affect how we argue, Think about it. If someone is arguing for truth, for justice, or for goodness, that's going to be a very different argument and presentation than someone who's arguing because they're angry at the other person. And hear me well, the way you argue in debate is just as important as the content of your argument. If your goal is to be winsome and to encourage others to want to seek truth, we can't come into the the debate angry and belittling the other person. That's just going to make them angry and turn them off to what we're trying to say. We want to have the least amount of barriers to the other person hearing our message as we can. Now, we won't be able to control everything, of course. For instance, we can't control the other person's biases or their motivation for entering into the argument. We can't control their willingness to listen to an opposing viewpoint. But scripture tells us that our speech should be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That phrase, seasoned with salt, is really interesting to me. And salt has a lot of interesting uses. But one of the things salt does is it makes food taste better. When food is seasoned Properly, it makes it appealing, and you actually want to eat it. I had uh, my husband made eggs the other day, and I took a bite of my scrambled eggs and I realized, oh, I haven't put any salt on this yet, (laughs) right? And it was fine, but it wasn't good. And so I went and got the salt and pepper, and then I wanted to eat it. It tasted better. So, seasoning something with salt makes it more desirable and it makes people want it. And that's how our words and our arguments should be. Our argument should be seasoned with salt so that people want to listen. Listen. And an important way to do that is to look at your motives for entering into the debate in the first place. Okay, y'all, that's it for today. That wraps up this little mini series on how to argue and debate and do it well. I hope it's been helpful. Um, I have a friend who's considering doing a training on how to debate well on social media which y'all that is a whole separate skill. Um and he's offered to do a training for my membership Crazy Thinkers. How cool would that be? I will be sure to let you know when the doors to Crazy Thinkers open again so that you can get in before he does this training because it is going to be good. Okay, so that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think, and it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it a brain Or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.FilterItThroughBrainCell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.